Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Merry Christmas! I am so glad to be able to be back with you again this week. And I have four of my very favorite guests back with me on my podcast today. I have brought my four oldest kids with me to give you a glimpse into a Christmas morning time in our home and invite you into this with us. So what I'm picturing is that if you have children who you would like to be able to do a hymn time with, a hymn study, or a Christmas carol study with, listen to this episode with them. So pick a time that you can listen to it, whether it's in the car or while they're decorating Christmas cookies or doing some kind of a hands-on activity. We don't normally do this completely still. It was actually quite an effort to even record this being still because normally there's a lot of movement going on when we're doing our own morning time studies, whether it's kids sketching on notebooks or playing with Play-Doh or something to keep them busy. Um, But I would love to have your children with us as we do this today. And if you don't have them with you, that is okay. You will still be blessed by this because we're going to be singing together and learning the history of three different Christmas carols uh, all together with my children. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And just keeping it totally real here, it was really funny. If you watch on my Instagram this week, you'll see I'll share a little video of and a picture of what I thought this was going to look like. My setup, I have like four chairs here and a microphone in our family room. It's late at night because the baby's asleep. If I was doing it very real, then we would have the extra echoes of a two-year-old, which would not do well for a podcast. So we waited till he was in bed and I had chairs set up and pictured we would all sit still. And I'm sure this is how it is sometimes in your homes too, that maybe you picture, this is how we're going to do it. And then it doesn't go exactly how you have planned. Like someone spills a drink or a child is being differently needy. Or in our case, the four-year-old knew I am not going to sit still in that chair for this entire time. I am going to instead play with a little nativity on the floor. But I let her do that. And honestly, it was more real to what our hymn time actually is like anyway in the mornings. So that's perfectly fine. Uh, But I really do think that Hymn studies are extremely valuable, and I want to tell you why before we get into this so that maybe it will encourage you to incorporate this into some rhythms for your family as well, whether it's morning time, if that's a time you have together, or even just once a week on the weekends, if that's all that you have of time being together at the table. But the reason I think they're so important is, first of all, it's so simple to do this that anyone can do it. I have a book that I will share in the show notes called Then Sings My Soul by Robert J. Morgan. And this time I'm using the special edition, which has some specific stories about Christmas carols or hymns. Um, you can kind of use them interchangeably, Christmas carol or hymn. And it also has Easter hymns and Thanksgiving hymns and other all-time favorites. But we've really loved this book. We've used it for our hymn studies for many years. And it's really meaningful studying hymns together, whether they're carols at Christmas time or hymns during the year. 
children are learning not only vocabulary that they otherwise would not be familiar with. One of the things we talk about today today is uh, incarnate deity. Those are not words that children would come into contact with if you were not placing them before them in a rich way. So this is a way to really put a rich vocabulary feast before them every morning or whenever you do this. You also are teaching them theology. We talk in one of the hymns about veiled in flesh, the Godhead, that what does it mean that Jesus was veiled in flesh? This is theological teaching without a heaviness of a theological text because we're doing it through song. And song just gives a lightness and an easiness to learning with our children. And then it's also worshipful that you're actually starting the day or the time that you're with your children worshiping together. And I think that's so important that our children know that worship is not something that just happens in church. Worship is not something that just happens with grownups. Worship is part of our lives and it's part of our regular rhythms. And it's not just about standing up at church and clapping to music. It can be sitting around the table. It can be walking along the road and right. I mean, it almost takes us back to that Deuteronomy passage. Talk about these things. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, this is modeling that this is part of living that out. And there are a couple passages that I thought of that I wanted to share with you. There's one in Isaiah that talks about putting on a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. And I don't know about you, but there has been quite a bit of heaviness in the world right now. And I think there is nothing better that we could do than to put on a garment of praise first thing in the morning for that spirit of heaviness. And then another passage specifically thinking about children. In Psalm 8, verse 2, it says, Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. So when you lead your children in these hymns or these carols, as the case may be, you are establishing a stronghold. You are being a leader in battle. It's so important. I don't even think this is optional. This is like part of the armor of God to silence the foe and the avenger. So how do we do this? Let me teach you our method of how we do it. And then you'll see it modeled today in the podcast. So first we listen to the hymn or the carol. And that can be, if it's one I'm not familiar with, I'll play it on wherever we stream music or on YouTube. You can play it there. So that way they just get to hear it and kind of familiarize themselves with the tune. Because sometimes hymns do have kind of interesting tunes that take a little while to catch on to. Then we learn some about it. So I will read a little bit of the history of the hymn or the carol. And I have this book, like I told you, that I will link there for you that gives me all those resources. So I'm not having to hunt for it. Because if it's something I'm having to like look something up on my phone to find a good history I'm going to be a lot less likely to do it well. So this book makes it so user-friendly for me. Then I have actually led children's music for many, many years of my life. So it's super natural for me to help teach my children new lyrics to verses or choruses of songs um, in a way of having them echo after me, especially for the non-readers. For your children who do read, this is still useful because they're able to be learning by sight, by seeing it, and audibly by hearing it. But especially for your non-readers, this will be helpful 
because it will allow them to learn the lyrics to the song without having to read anything. So you don't need one copy of the book for every person or a hymn copy even for every person. You can only have one and that will work perfectly fine. The last thing I was going to mention is when picking a hymn to start with, I do suggest you pick one that has a repetitive chorus. So the chorus is the part that repeats itself in a song. So for instance, when we sing, we three kings of Orient are, it would repeat, oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. You know that part. It's the part that we sing repeatedly in it. So picking a hymn that does have a repeated part in it, as opposed to some of the other hymns that have different words every single verse that there isn't a chorus, it's just going to be a little harder to learn. Like, um, there was one we sang the other day. I'm trying to think of what it was now. I'm drawing a blank. But it was one that did not have, it did not have a chorus. It was just this, the words to the hymn repeatedly, um, stated, not repeatedly stated. Sorry, I'm like tripping up on my words here. I'm trying to think of what that one was. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, um, but picking one that does have words that repeat will make it easier for your children to learn it and have it have meaning for all of you. And it will make it more fun for all of you as well, because this doesn't have to be serious. It should be fun and lighthearted. So I hope you enjoy this time with my me and my children as we sing some Christmas carols with you and yours. All right, well, I'm so glad to have you guys here with me tonight. This is such a treat. I'm gonna let you go ahead and introduce yourself so you can say your name and how old you are. I'm Lincoln, I'm 13 years old. I'm Adeline, I'm seven years old. I'm Alice, I'm four years old. I'm Annabelle and I'm 10 years old. All right, and our first carol that we're going to start together is O Come All Ye Faithful. So we'll sing it together one time, just the first verse all the way through. And if you know it, you can sing with us. And then we'll stop and I'll teach you a little bit about this carol. Here we go. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Okay, so this carol was written in 1743, and the Bible verse that it references is Matthew 2, 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. John Francis Wade, author of this hymn, was hounded out of England in 1745. He was a Roman Catholic layman in Lancashire, but because of persecution arising from the Jacobite Rebellion, streams of Catholics fled to France and Portugal, where communities of English-speaking Catholics appeared. But how could he, a refugee, support himself? In those days, the printing of musical scores was cumbersome, and copying them by hand was an art. In the famous Roman Catholic College and Ministry Center of 
Dewey France, weighed top music and became renowned as a copyist of musical scores. His work was exquisite. In 1743, Wade, 32, had produced a copy of a Latin Christmas carol, beginning with the phrase, Adest Fidelis Laeti Triumphantes. At one time, historians believed he had simply discovered an ancient hymn by an unknown author, but most scholars now believe Wade himself composed the lyrics. Seven original hand-copied manuscripts of this Latin hymn have been found, all of them bearing Wade's signature. John Wade passed away on August 16, 1786, at age 75. His obituary honored him for his beautiful manuscripts that adorned chapels and homes. As time passed, English Catholics began returning to Britain, and they carried Wade's Christmas carols with them. More time passed. And one day, an Anglican minister named Reverend Friedrich Oakley, who preached at Margaret Street Chapel in London, came across Wade's Latin Christmas carol. Being deeply moved, he translated it into English for Margaret Street Chapel. The first line of Oakley's translation said, Ye faithful, approach ye. Somehow, ye faithful, approach ye didn't catch on. And several years later, Oakley tried again. By this time, Oakley, too, was a Roman Catholic priest, having converted to Catholicism in 1845. Perhaps his grasp of Latin had improved because as he repeated over and over the Latin phrase, Adeste Fidelis Laeti Triumphantes, he finally came up with a simpler, more vigorous, O come all ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Triumphant. So two brave Englishmen, Catholics, lovers of Christmas and lovers of hymns, living a hundred years apart, writing in two different nations, combined their talents to bid us come joyful and triumphant and adore him, born the King of Angels. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. All right, here we go. So this time when we sing through it, I will sing a phrase (coughs) and you guys will all repeat it after me just like we normally do when we do morning time. Okay, here we go. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Your turn. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. My turn. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Your turn. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. All right, we'll sing the chorus together. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Second verse, I'll go first. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Your turn. Sing, choirs of angels, sing, sing in exultation. My turn. 
Oh, sing all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Your turn. Sing all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Sit down, please. My turn. Glory to God all. Glory in the highest. Glory to God all. Glory in the highest. All together. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Cry the Lord. Last verse. I'll go first. You repeat after me. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. All together. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Next, we're going to do Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And this is an example of one of those carols that doesn't have a chorus. So while the last one had that repetitive part, Oh, come, let us adore him, where we all sang the same phrase repeatedly in this case, but it was also just the same words every time during the song. This one doesn't have that. So there are a lot more words in this carol, but we'll learn them together. And there's only three verses, so it's not too many. We will sing it once all together for you here. And again, if you know it, sing it with us. And then I'll teach you a little bit about this carol. Here we go. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. And there is a Bible verse to go along with this one, and Adeline is going to say it for us this time. So then the angel said, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you, I bring you good news of great joy which will lead to all the people. Good job, and that's from Luke 2.10. Upon his conversion, Charles Wesley immediately began writing hymns, each one packed with doctrine, all of them exhibiting strength and sensitivity, both beauty and theological brawn. He wrote consistently, and even on horseback, 
His mind was flooded with new songs. What a cool thing to think about writing songs while you're riding horses, huh? <laughs> yeah, that would be very fun. It really was. And I do think when we're in nature, a lot of times... It inspires. Yeah, it does inspire us to think of those things. So that's really cool to think about. I don't normally think of hymnists horse riding. So that's cool to think about. Okay. He often stopped at houses along the road and ran in asking for pen and ink. He wrote more than 6,000 hymns during his life, and he didn't like people tinkering with the words. In one of his hymnals, he wrote, I beg leave to mention a thought which has been long upon my mind and which I should long ago have inserted in the public papers had I not been unwilling to stir up a nest of hornets. Many gentlemen have done my brother and me though without naming us, the honor to reprint many of our hymns. Now, they are perfectly welcome to do so, provided they print them just as they are. But I desire they would not attempt to mend them, for they are really not able. None of them is able to mend either the sense or the verse. Therefore, I must beg of them these two favors, either to let them stand just as they are, to take things for better or worse, or to add the true readings in the margin or at the bottom of the page, that we may no longer be accountable either for the nonsense or for the doggerel of other men. Okay, so that's the end of his quote, guys. So what he was basically saying in this hymnal is, please don't edit what we've already written. Because mm-hmm. people were taking what they had written and I changing really the words. I over there on well, the couch. Okay, go ahead. Go sit on the couch. <laughs> um... And then it goes on from this. Okay. But one man did the church a great favor by polishing up one of Charles' best love hymns. When Charles was 32, he wrote a Christmas hymn that began, Hark how all the welkin rings, glory to the King of Kings. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Universal nature say, Christ the Lord is born today. The word welkin, have you ever heard that word? Welkin? No. No. Alice, have you ever heard the word welkin? welkin. How are you feeling today? Quite welkin. No, that's not what it means. (laughs) (laughs) Welkin. Welkin. (laughs) The word welkin was an old English term for the vault of heaven. It was Charles's friend, evangelist George Whitfield, who, when he published this carol in his collection of hymns in 1753, changed the words to the beloved Hark, the herald angels sing, that we now sing today. All right, let's go ahead and sing Hark, the herald angels sing together. Alice, you may sit on the couch, but you do need to sit. You can't be flopping around, okay? Okay, see, we're keeping it real here. Okay, I'll go first, you repeat after me, and you can do the same. Here we go. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Peace, my turn. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. My turn. Joyful ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. 
rise. Your turn. Joyful all ye nations rise. Join the triumph of the skies. My turn. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Your turn. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. And all together, we'll sing the end all together because we know it. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. All right, second verse. I'll go first. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Your turn. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Late in time behold he come, Offspring of a virgin's womb. My turn. Moth build in flesh the Godhead see. Hailed incarnate deity. Your turn. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hailed incarnate deity. My turn. Pleased as men with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, pleased as men with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel. All together. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. And before we go on, I want us to stop for a minute. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see, hailed incarnate. Deity. Do you know what the incarnate deity means? Uh, uh. It sounds no. like the incarnate TNT. Yeah, it's not about TNT for sure. <laughs> deity means God. And incarnate means being made flesh. So hail the incarnate deity means hail God who was made man. Cool, huh? Yeah. Okay, and next then, one. Hail. One more thing. And the veil of flesh means like being given the gift of being a human, right? Like with the flesh. Flesh, yes, kind of means? like the way yeah, that a veil, yes. the way that like a veil would Goes cover over, someone. Yeah. yeah, Then yes, the veil of flesh, the God had see, veiled in flesh, the God had see means he had skin yeah. covering him, like how a veil covers a bride. Skin yeah. covered God, because God came as yeah. a baby, right, as a person. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do the third verse. Um, I'll go first. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hey, oh, sorry. I'll keep going. I'll try again. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Mild he lays his glory by. Born 
second birth. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Okay, one other thought on this one with some of the words. Born that man no more may die. Do people still die? Yes, yes. but it's like born. The man is born, and then now that that Jesus is there, they can like he like he's born so that no man may um die. Like yeah, so, so like they heaven. can go to heaven. Yeah, so they don't die forever. Yeah, it's like like an born. eternal death of like, and they never die. Yes, born. they die, but they don't because we have eternal life, 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 right. That one is great. I love that one. We are now going to do the carol, Go Tell It on the Mountain. And this one does have a chorus, but it's unique because the chorus is actually at the beginning of the song instead of it being at the end of the song, which is not usual. Um, And the end has a really fun thing with the tune, how it kind of goes low and then goes up high. And usually when we do these things, our voices also kind of grow, that we start kind of smaller and then grow bigger as we do it. And that's fun too. Here we go. Go tell it on the mountain. We'll sing it once together and then we'll learn a little bit about this one. It has a really special history um, that happens in America. This one does. Here we go. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching, or silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. Go tell it on the mountain. Okay, we'll stop there, though. We're not going to keep going. Um, let me tell us about this one. Annabelle's going to read our verse for this one. It is from Luke 2.20. And here you go. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. Luke 2.20. Thanks, Annabelle. And this one is from 1907, so it's not as old as the other ones that we've done. During the bitter days of slavery, black workers on American plantations solaced themselves with song and created a unique form of American hymnology. So hymnology is like the different types or studies of hymns. This kind is called the Negro spiritual. It was the Jubilee Singers of Fisk University in Nashville, Tennessee, that took the plantation songs of the Negro slaves to the entire world. One of the last spirituals to be uncovered and published was this unique Christmas carol, Go Tell It on the Mountain. How did it come about? John Wesley Work Jr. was born in Nashville on or about August 6, 1871. His father was choir director for a Nashville choir, and he often wrote his own arrangements. John grew up singing in his dad's choirs, and when he enrolled in Fisk University, he became active in its music program. Through his primary sub- or, though his primary subjects were history and Latin. Returning to Fisk to work on his master's degree, John was eventually hired as professor of Latin and Greek. But his greatest love was the preservation and performance 
of the Negro Spiritual. Many of the spirituals had been published, but Go Tell It on the Mountain was largely unknown. Though it had been performed by the Jubilee Singers since 1879, some of the original stanzas were obscure, for spirituals, by definition, were unwritten songs passed from plantation to plantation and from generation to generation. The chorus, however, was crystal clear and highlighted the theme for the whole. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. born. Mm -hmm. Intrigued by the chorus and melody, John wrote two new stanzas. A stanza is like a verse for this song. And it became his custom before sunrise on Christmas morning to take students caroling from building to building, singing, go tell it on the mountain. Okay, wait a minute before we go on. Would you like for someone to come by our house before sunrise singing Christmas carols to us? No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would probably appreciate it. And you... <laughs> I would. I don't know. We're not really nice about it, we know, but We'd, we would all have our own opinions. We would be friendly, but maybe it wouldn't be our favorite I thing. I would like it. I would like it. That will you'd be woken up early Christmas morning. Yeah, I would be fine. I like to sleep in. Okay. I don't like to sleep in. I'm like, it's Christmas. Wake up early. It's Christmas. All right, let me finish up. John Work has been called the first black collector of Negro folk songs, a pursuit continued by his two sons, John Wesley Work II and Frederick J. Work. Both young men served on the faculty of Fisk University, working with the Jubilee Singers and collecting and publishing African-American spirituals and folk music. Go Tell It on the Mountain is classic in that genre. To black slaves in antebellum America, the birth of a liberating savior was a message to be heralded from the highest mountains. It still is for all of us. Okay, so this time when we sing it, I will have us all start the chorus together for Go Tell It on the Mountain, and then we'll wait to do the echoing for the new, maybe more unfamiliar verses when we get to the verses, okay? Here we go all together. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. I'll go first. While shepherds kept their watching, or silent flocks by night. Your turn. While shepherds kept their watching, or silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. The, sorry. <laughs> Behold, throughout the heavens. Here we go. Behold, throughout the heavens, there's shown a holy light. Together. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Second verse. Here we go. The shepherds feared and trembled. When low above the earth, the shepherds feared and trembled. When low above the earth, rang out through the angel chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Rang out the angel 
that hailed our Savior's birth. Go, tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. My turn. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born. Down in a lowly manger, the humble Christ was born and brought us God's salvation that blessed Christmas morn. And brought us God's salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born well i hope that was fun for you guys to join us for a little glimpse into what our hymn time looks like normally and being able to kind of take a christmas spin on it with christmas carols And if you want to carry this on, again, I will put the link to uh, this book that I used for all of the historical information, Then Sings My Soul by Robert J. Morgan. And this is the one that's called the special edition that has some specific ones about Christmas, Easter, and other favorite hymn stories too. So I think this one will really be a blessing to you during the holiday season to have, or different holiday seasons to have in your home as well. Um, And I will put that in my show notes. And before we leave, I would like all of my kiddos to get to have a chance to tell you Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.